Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrantes. guys welcome back welcome back to an all-new episode of artsy fartsy immigrants uh it's been a little bit of a it's been a while since i did a solo episode um i was just trying to see actually when the last time was that i did one not that that's the most fascinating thing to investigate here but let me see uh last week we had irish man in germany uh then we had cast the rock wilson uh then wow then right before that we had johnny balchin uh, austrian kiwi uh, I guess you could probably consider the one before that a solo. It was the quick and weird thoughts. Um, but, you know, that one was kind of strange and really short. Then my interview uh, on Radio Fabrique. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the one so before that. So back in mid-August, bye-bye Miss American Pie, uh, when I found out that we were letting go of American Sunday. Excuse me. Uh, then, yeah, Calvin and Hobbes, Liam Carpenter... Laura Ramoso. It's been a busy few months for guests, and that's super fun. Uh, there's a lot of cool things going on, a lot of fresh um, projects and collabs, and your boy's been busy. I mean, to say the least, your boy's been a busy, busy, busy boy. Um, my parents are visiting in November. Very excited about that uh coming on in for good old-fashioned thanksgiving um so i'm counting down the days for that we got halloween coming up um in, in a month from now um uh, trying to figure out if i should put together a halloween special for the podcast um i have to recommend if anybody is a fan of um i i, I hate to to use the blanket statement scary stories because that can be so cheap and it can be so poorly produced and it can be so eye-rollingly cheesy. But if you like just good stories, intense stories, jaw-dropping, unbelievable stories, uh, there is a podcast called Radio Rental, which I've recently got my mom addicted to. And it's just, it's my favorite thing. And I hate that I have listened to every episode so far. That I wish they had hundreds of episodes, but stories that good just, I guess, are pretty hard to uh, curate and, and, and produce. But um, thinking about shows like Radio Rental, uh, I am trying to think of things to put together for a Halloween, maybe a Halloween episode. I, I remember three, four years ago, uh, maybe even more. No, it can't be more than three years ago because the show's not that old. Um, the show is, I guess, four. Actually, we started in 2019, right? So this is like the fourth year. Um, so maybe something like, yeah, two, three, my first year, something like that. There was a great Halloween episode um, where some friends and family told interesting stories on here. And I, I would love to revisit that. Maybe um, try and get some updates on those stories or bring in some new people. I mean, maybe now that I have um, a, a reasonable uh, fan base with Instagram and stuff like that, I can see if there's more people who might have uh, stories that we can share. Uh, interesting stuff to, to, to think about. Anyway, so I have uh, sold out 
of the um of the the cold brew sorry i'm a little my brain's a little floating today but we're gonna hold on to it we're gonna we're gonna latch on we're gonna make this work uh i sold out of the cold brew coffee uh, that was a great run. Um, I want to thank Good Spirits Berlin, and I want to thank um, Jake from Cafe Blah, um, and of course Leo Estevez, the designer of the stickers and everything of the of the images that you see. You know, without these people, that cold brew wouldn't have gotten made. The idea wouldn't have come to fruition. And honestly, I'm really proud of it. Uh, the coffee just, you know, it tastes great. It tastes great, and um, it was kind of an interesting venture to take on as a, as a first-time merch creation. Um, you know, all this is new for me. Uh, I've, always pursued, I've always pursued music, and so you kind of have these uh, traditionally, you know, routine merch things you, you kind of must get. You know, there's always like, well, for a long time, the CD, but now that's um, just uh, taking up space in my basement storage cabinets. The CD was the thing. Uh, vinyls, of course, um, still have a lot of those from the old 12 songs for 12 friends days. But, you know, you have things you're supposed to get as a musician. You have to get the CDs. You have to get the vinyls. Um, tote bags are pretty universal here in Europe. You get a lot of shoulder bags, you know. Um, t-shirts, you know, if you get the real fan base, you start getting the t-shirts, maybe even hats. Um you know, if you're singer or your guitar player, if someone like has sort of a style, oh, they always wear bracelets, then you might get bracelets with your band's name on it, things like that. Um, so I always chase down those outlets. I always kind of lived by this code or this like formula. This is what you have to get. Oh, well, I have a new album coming. Let me see how much money I can put into, um, you know, promotional stickers, um, CDs. Uh, can I get vinyls? No, too expensive. Okay, well... Then you try and do, you know, online downloads with a promo code to give something to somebody. Anyway, um, but now that all this comedy stuff has taken off and it's all still so new for me, I uh, I just don't know. You know, I just don't know what the right path is merch-wise. Uh, so... You know, I think the coffee thing was kind of a funny way to kick things off because first off, it's a little expensive um, uh, and we'll talk about it. But like my second merch venture branched from the coffee, you know, I guess you, you live and you learn. So, you know, I, I kind of I think I kind of had to do the coffee thing to find out that the stickers would do so well um, because to like to take the chance and just do it. But, um, you know, the coffee thing is expensive. Um, it's ex expensive to make. Um, the quality is very high. Um, the quality of the the packaging, uh, the shipping, the manufacturing, um, you know, it's um, very. It's a um, and I don't even say this to sound like pretentious or something. It's a very. It's a high quality product. Um, there is no half assing any step of this. Um, so a lot of risks to to take a, a leap. You know, selling your brand. Uh, for the first time in a new entertainment lane, you know, it's not like mu mu musician Jordan trying to sell something musically. It's the first time that comedian Jordan's trying to sell something based off the comedy uh, and taking a leap that those Instagram followers are real people who want to support um, what I'm doing. That's also a gamble. You know, it's I, I think I'm kind of glad I didn't think about that too much in the beginning. 
um, because there was a story from a year or two ago that I heard about. There was an influencer, a woman with, I don't know how many millions of followers, but a huge influencer. And she launched, uh, I mean, much more expensive venture than me with the coffee, but she launched a clothing brand, um, some shirts, pants, something like that, clothing for women, I think. Uh, and she expected that her exhibit or her reveal or her website, whatever, whatever, would sell out. Um, I, I, you know, and she had she had certain like projections. She probably had like lawyers and accountants and 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 you know agents and stuff kind of filling her head or like giving her the math based on her engagement and stuff like that. And you know that that is part of it. That's stuff that I'm dealing with now on a much smaller scale. But she uh, was just devastated. She sold nothing. You know, this this uh, it, it it bombed completely. I don't know. I think I don't. I think she sold some things, but just you know, a minuscule fraction of what she anticipated, based off of her follower base. So it's such a gamble. Um, I feel very lucky, very privileged that the followers that I've accumulated are real people. Uh, you know, I've seen the listener base for this podcast grow quite a lot. Uh, that's real people listening to, um, you know, people who enjoy the videos and they see the interviews I share from the podcast and then, you know, hopping over to Apple or Spotify and, and checking things out. Um, you know, and that alone uh, is enough for me to say, okay, well, there's some, you know, there's some trust there. They, they, they're enjoying enough of what I'm creating that they uh, want to hear more. And that means like so oh, much to me. <laughs> um, but doing the coffee thing, yeah, I'm I'm so grateful. You know, it was a uh, it was, you know, also like not everybody likes coffee. It's an expensive coffee to buy. It's a it's a high quality coffee. Some people just prefer like a good old black cup of a, a cup of Joe, and that's cool too. But it is just different, and uh, it's um, it was a gamble that I'm very glad paid off. In the end, we we sold out. Um, uh, of course, we had a handful of bags uh, for ourselves, but including like the just the pure retail amount put aside to sell through the website, we sold them all, and that's awesome. Uh, I even made a little profit, which you know my goal was to break even. My goal was to just get enough money back to pay for the costs. Um, I I was I don't know a few hundred euros in the minus for most of this. Um, you know I have to pay for the beans and for the roasting, um, paying for the you know, helping contribute to the cost of the um, manufacturing, things like that. So I just wanted to break even and just test the waters. And um, my, you know, this just greatly surpassed my expectations. It was um, a beautiful experience, great coffee people. Um, thank you to the fans and the friends who who bought uh, coffee. And um, yeah, we sold out. That's really cool. We also sold out of the I'm Barely Hanging On tote bags. Uh, this was really cool for me because I have to order more, actually. Um, this, this for me, was like my favorite merch item I'd ever uh, purchased. This was uh, related to my last album, my 20... Uh, my 2021 album, excuse me. I was temporarily possessed. <laughs> uh, 2021 album, Simple Swimmer. I was looking up some different merch items to do for that. Couldn't afford vinyl. Um, you know, really unsure about the reactions to the songs. I wasn't getting, you know, near as much as the traction or whatever that I wanted. But, you know, pretty early on still, I had a lot of hype for it. Took the gamble, and um, me and the designer of the album, Guy, 
um, came like basically came together and agreed on the, a color scheme and a, an idea for the bag. And it's this beautiful light greenish blue, like underwater blue, like Florida, like Florida Everglade water blue bag with this beautiful pink lettering, which matches the design from the album. Um, I'm, you know, the, the design of the album has this really cool, like, um, back rooms, public pool feel to it. Like when you open up the casing, um, the lining of the patterns looks like the bottom of a public pool where you swim lanes and some of, some of the tiled imagery sort of feels like, like an old eighties public pool, you know, in Brooklyn or something with like pink because a lot of things were like pink and brown back in the early 80s and stuff, I feel like. Um, or maybe that's just my version of the, of the way it looked in my head. And we had this color scheme that I thought was really pretty, this blue and pink. And uh, the tote bag um, had a lyric from the title track of the album, um, the song being Simple Swimmer, album Simple Swimmer. And uh, the lyric, you know, it's, it's speaking about like emotional mental strength you know i'm barely hanging on um someone asks you know how you are you know i'm barely i'm just barely hanging on and i thought that's a perfect line for a tote bag you know it was like just fresh fresh out of the heaviest wave of the pandemic people still weren't going out too much um you know just going to get groceries with masks on and stuff and i thought that's such a cool uh idea and it was and i'm really happy with it um, and I think we made like 50 of those, like a really small amount. And even that didn't sell out, you know, just based on the music fans. Um, so I still had a good, I had still had a good bit of those bags. Um, I started send when people would order vinyls or they would order other things. I just started sending them in the bag. Um, a few of them, not a lot of them, but a few of them as sort of like, a, just a thank you. Like here, you can get these things you ordered in this bag because um it's a cool thing to have and it you know it's free marketing for me if they walk around town with it on has my name on it and uh yeah enough rambling about the tote bag it sold out and i'm very i'm very happy for that too because that's you know connected also to this comedy thing people go to the website they want to support something for the um for the comedy they see the things with the coffee and then there's the bag uh and just gentle reminder uh the stickers uh, so the stickers design came from the coffee design. Uh, they are now individualized stickers on my website or like in, in the link in my bio on all my social media. Um, it's the first button you can click. Ich liebe Zoma. I love summer. Sticker packets. 10 stickers for 5 euros um, plus shipping. And yeah, it's awesome. They, they are doing so well. I finally, finally, finally caught up on all the sales of all those, um, all those dang stickers. Man, you guys bought a lot of stickers. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy. Uh, and somehow, by by the grace of God, I caught up with those sales. So right now, uh, my head is back above water. I've got a got a grip on it. If you want stickers, you want to buy stickers as a gift, go ahead. You'll get them real fast because now I've got a local uh, post shop connected to like a lottery cigarette store that's a lot faster than the post office I was going to. And uh, it's much more liberating to go in there. I'd much rather be surrounded by like jumbo barrels of Marlboro tobacco 
than standing like two blocks of line around a post office and just waiting and waiting and waiting. I'd much rather just go in there with the dirt with the dirty construction guys and just be like, what's up, fellas? I'll have a Coca-Cola. He's going to get a pack of Winston's. Let's get that. That's yes. I want to make a campfire out of wood. I want to cover my shirt in the cheapest beer you've got. I want to come in with flip-flops and an uneven haircut and a gold tooth if that means that this box is going to be shipped and postaged and sent off in a reasonable amount of time. And you know what? It does, and it's worth it. I also don't have to talk too much, which as somebody who struggles with the language, it's kind of worth it for all of those things. Um, It's the best. Uh, So on top of that, in case anyone's curious what kind of things might be coming up next, um, if you are one of those people who is um, pushing uh, quite frequently about uh, merch regarding the catchphrase sport, well, you are in luck. I am currently in the process of designing and drafting up a demo new merch item that features sport instead of the Ich liebe Sommer. Going to keep the summer stickers. Um, those are a great design. I'm very happy with that. And uh, going to keep those, just going to keep those on the market just so you can always get those whenever, whenever you want them. Those will not be limited options anymore. Um, the next item will be another limited edition, but I'm going to make sure to get plenty of them. It's far more practical. It's not food or drink. Um, it's something you can put on your body. <laughs> and uh, I think you're really going to be happy with it. Um, the company I'm working with, I can't wait to talk about it more, but the company I'm working with is a very cool company, very good quality materials. Um, the design is going to be nice. It's going to really fit that theme. It's going to fit that message of, of, of Sport. You know, it's going to be something that like the actual Sportlich, like really crazy athletic German people can enjoy, as well as the people who might want to you know, take part in the purchasing of this ironically. It's like, it's for the whole family. You know what I mean? So uh, very excited to talk more about that when I can. And I will be updating everybody when that uh, when that train comes around. Um, the video game, um, which I wish I was talking about video games right now, but the, the game of making videos as a job now um is funny business, man. Uh, you know, there's sometimes you do something where you put effort into it. You you uh, you draft up a script. You draft you draft up more than one concept. You pitch yourself. You um, edit. You offer alternative edits. You go back. You react things. You know, like you know, concept to script to filming it yourself, you know, different outfits, performing it, doing your takes over and over till you find it's good enough, tight enough, editing till it's smooth enough, um, getting the lighting right, getting the composition and the framing right, all that stuff. You know, um, sometimes in like a quick funny video is uh, very easy. Sometimes for my personal stuff, something like I, I had a video come out this week that I had a quick idea for, and I did it on my sofa uh, next to a lamp, and it was easy peasy. 
The videos for companies, obviously I put more effort into them than that, and uh, they can sometimes be quite a lot of work, and that's why I ask for um, the money that I'm asking for right now. Um, and it's, it's such a funny game because like, you put all the effort in it sometimes, right? You, you put all this effort into it and you get a good, you, you build a good bond with the company. Like for example, I had two very different experiences recently. One of them is I uh, get hired, I make, the, I make two concepts, we pick one, I shoot it, I cut it, I send a draft, um, there's corrections sent, I shoot it again because it's easier to shoot it again than it is to cut out what they wanted, so I shoot a second draft, send that in, they had a very small couple of corrections for that one, so three drafts, two filming, but three drafts total, um, emailing, details, um, make an agreement on the... Um, on the hashtags and the caption, the release date, um, how to organize the video, how to to set it up so it works for their company, all these things. And uh, then they were super happy. They sent me their invoice details the same day that I delivered the video. And I was paid by this company within like 72 hours. Like within three days, I was paid by that company. Um, crazy. Um, and on the other side of that, you've got this other experience. <laughs> Another experience that's very different for me, and it's it's part of this social media entertainment game that is, for me, so strange, so different from how I... Well, first off, it's very different from how I work on my own content. Um, I do I am not like famous enough to make content like the thing I just did for this company um, because I think something as sort of silly and small like that really only works if you're pretty big. I would say. I I would say so because it's kind of just using your image um, and I don't think that works for me just yet like I think I can sell something if I can talk and, and make it funny if I can rope it into my niche and things like that um but what so what I did this is why it's weird right you have the whole first concept very standard way of doing things then you have this one this is hey we are gonna ask um an influencer so you know a person with like real followers like millions we're going to ask this person to create what they call a hero video. Now, that's just lingo for creating a source video, a main video that will always be featured in everyone else's video. Also pretty standard depending on like what kind of thing they want. Sometimes they just want people to react to um, a little bit, just a little lingo breakdown for people who, who don't um, have TikTok or things like that. When you see a video of uh, somebody talking. Let's say it's someone talking about a, a product they purchased and it like, and it cuts immediately to someone else talking about what that person in the first video was saying. That's called a stitch. So the second person stitched that video. I'm, I, I'm here, I'm like Jordan's talking about my German, I bought this, you know, my, it doesn't have to be about something you bought. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. I could say my foot stinks and then like cut to 
some other person around the world, someone, somebody in, you know, Egypt or somebody in like St. Louis being like, you know, if you're going to say your foot stinks, man, you better someone to so-and-so. That's a stitch, right? It's just someone cutting into someone else's video with their own video. And then there's a thing called a duet. And this, and this is like, you'll see this stuff all over. This is like what the internet is now. So you, you've probably seen these kinds of videos on, uh, you know, for the older people, you've probably seen things like this on, on Facebook, YouTube shorts, uh, Twitter, whatever. Um, but it's the common thing you see everywhere, TikTok, Instagram as well. And the other thing is a duet. And a duet is, imagine this video that, that I'm telling you about my foot stinking. Um, a duet is a person who has, um, is basically side by side. Like the imagine the video you're seeing of me is now split screen. I'm not taking up the whole phone, but I'm now taking up half the, half the width of the phone and the other half side by side is another person who usually, normally, in a duet, is reacting. They, they, and they call these reaction videos. Um, a duet can also involve speaking. You know, like sometimes actors, for example, will do a famous scene from a movie. And they'll say, duet this. And it'll be someone talking off, ca- looking off camera and doing the, the the half the lines of a dialogue between two people. And you'll have someone be on the other side of the camera who has duetted the video, and they're doing the other lines. So it's like you can share things, you can duet musically, you can duet uh, things like this, or you can have duets which are reactions. Um, and so what this company wanted me to do was like, hey, we have this influencer, he's going to do like the hero video, the main video, and what we're asking influencers to do is to duet it. And I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of, um, you know, it's not asking like too much from me. That's interesting. Uh, and I was like, cool. And then I had to kind of pitch what I do. Um, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I don't, I'm not here to like talk about who does what, who does where. The video's out. So it's not like I'm like hiding some secrets or whatever. But it's just funny. Like, it's just funny that that is like a job now because I, they were very, 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 very specific about the smallest details. Obviously, a lot of people who you make videos for another company don't want you wearing uh, anything or anything in the background that shows other brands. Of course, that's normal. That stuff doesn't bother me. But, um, excuse me, but uh, they were just so extremely um almost like scared like so tedious about like just the smallest physical movements and like exactly where my head would be placed like within the frame like what they call like this perfect tiktok window of like okay you're not so far to the right that you're blocking your face a little bit by the comments and you're not so low on the bottom that the captions cutting off your chest you're not so high up that the options to switch what you're looking at aren't blocking your face and like all that stuff like you know it's kind of inherent like obviously you don't want to be too stupidly anywhere on the edge of the frame so that they can't see you um and i i assume that like not everybody who makes content has just like the like maybe not everybody has just like a basic understanding of that stuff like i do take for granted um Sometimes I even forget that I went to a school that like beat those composition things into me. 
um, and I start to kind of assume like, oh, well, if anyone's making content, they probably did that sort of thing too. But then I remember like, oh, well, we talked to Liam on the show and he was a professional basketball player. And now he makes a living making videos about Germany. So he had to learn that stuff. He probably did some YouTube videos. He probably had like a reasonable understanding, but probably not every single video in his first six months is like perfect compositionally or lighting or whatever, audio. You know, those things get better over time. And uh, so they were just very, 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 very nitpicky about like my, my, how my body moved and what things I, what props I may or may not have used and how I reacted and like so afraid that I would like duet in the wrong direction that I was that was also kind of anyway the point is I'm not complaining this starts this is starting to sound like I'm complaining about the gig I'm really not like I'm very happy to take their money um I also I use their products so it's not even like I'm doing something for a company that I'm you know want to hide from or anything like it's all good I'm very happy they reached out to me um, I, all I'm saying about all of this to make this crystal clear is what a weird business, what a weird job. Like the thing with the other company where I'm, where I'm writing scripts and I'm acting myself and I'm doing my own lines and I'm editing like that's, I am putting work and time into these videos. And I think that is worthy of the money. Um, the duet thing paid less, but it still paid like pretty well. And what's funny for me is thinking about how like, Yes, they were nitpicky and yes, all that stuff that's all funny. But like in the end, I didn't really have to do so much work. And that's weird. Like the entertainment stuff is just weird. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, uh, even though the podcast is is very fun for me and I love doing it. And I always feel very like therapized and very like relieved after I've done it and gotten all my like ventilated and all that stuff. Um, I still sometimes find it like, okay, well, it is, it's still, it has to be entertaining. Like still things have to keep flowing. And like, I kind of, in a way, sometimes, I mean, especially if I have a guest, that's a whole different story, but like, I still kind of like find the podcast to be, um, you know, quote unquote, a little more work than these duet videos. I think that's so interesting to me. Um, to make that their kind of campaign, like the goal being, well, if we get a bunch of people with like, you know, a good following, which on TikTok, I don't even have like a crazy following. I have like far less than I do on Instagram, but that's where they wanted the campaign to take place. So I think that's interesting too. It's like, they really just want to be on like the hottest app. They want someone with like a little bit of a following and just get like a bunch of people with like a little bit of a following and try and see if that will get people like, you know, people who aren't, you know, um, content creators to like kind of hop on this trend and like do the same thing. But the request of the duet in these kinds of videos is so inorganic. Um, you know, if you want people to duet a video, um, probably as a company, I don't think that they had the best idea I, I it for me it's like i'm someone who uses these apps um yes i i'm i make stuff of course but i also use it like just before i started rolling here i had to tell myself to stop 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 it stop it put your phone down stop it come on turn it off come on um i'm on my phone and i regularly am and so i see all these different kinds of companies trying to basically hop on to uh, what people are making 
and sometimes, I mean, I think what I mind the least is when it's just a blatant ad, like if L'Oreal uh, or JCPenney or some supermarket here or whatever has like a blatant, you know, stylistic, expensive ad like in New York in black and white with a supermodel. At least I go like, oh, it's just a commercial and I can just swipe away. But I, what I don't like is when they try to kind of hide that it's an ad, but they don't hide it well enough. Um, I saw a video from our very own Laura Ramoso yesterday that I didn't even realize was us advertising a product until the very end. And I think that was very cool that they allowed her uh, to, you know, do it that way. Um, because first off, I absolutely watched that video until the very end. And, um, I remembered, you know, what the product was about. And I thought, and I even, uh, thought, well, that's a cool way to do it. Like that was funny. Um, and I think if I, cause it was a female product, I think maybe I would have even, um, you know, investigated more into it because it's so, it's a comedian that I like and it's such a big following and it's such a funny video. Um, some of the, hirings I've had for videos have asked for um, the mentioning of their brand or of their logo or of their product way too early in the video for my taste. Um, Like you, you know, if you do, you have to label these kinds of videos as advertising. It's the law. So, you, you know, you're already, when you scroll up to something on TikTok, for example, it has to say paid sponsorship. So, you know, you're already wary of like, well, this is going to be an ad. You know, do I want to watch this? Will this be funny? And sometimes it is funny because it's a creator that I like and they don't just come out of the gate with like, you should buy face cream. But it's more of like a sketch in one of their characters. This guy, Kyle Gordon, that me and uh, Calvin and Hobbes raved about, he just did an ad for MTV, and he di- they let him do it in his original characters. He has this annoying little kid character. He has a 1920s baseball player. He has um, like this de- like this you know Eastern European DJ guy, and they let him do all of the sketch, all of the ad like in this uh, audition style. And it was all of his characters. And I thought, that's genius because I can immediately see that it's an ad for MTV. But look, oh, it's Kyle. Oh, and he's doing his characters that everyone loves. That's so funny. That's such a good idea. Um, and with Laura, oh, I didn't even know this was an ad until now. That's sneaky. That's fun. That's good. Um, and when the, the company that I did this duet for, or sometimes companies that I'm doing other kinds of videos for, I, I don't know if it's like, maybe it's just a German thing, like like wary and uncertain and fearful that if their brand or logo or whatever it just isn't mentioned almost immediately, which cannot, like, cannot come off organic. It just can't. It just can't. If I'm selling, like, I drink out of these huge water bottles, and if I were to do a video for one of these huge water bottles, I would love to just not, like, I would need to incorporate something with this water bottle in like a way that the skit unfolds. And of course, you don't want to wait, you know, I don't know. You don't want to do a minute and a half long video and mention that, like have no mention of it until the very, very last second, um, you know. But there's still a difference between like somewhere between like the first 30 and 40 seconds of bringing it in in a funny way and then hammering it home and 
uh, the difference between that and uh, just immediately out of the gate being like, oh, bye, 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 but, but, but I drink water. You should drink water too. Drink it out of these water bottles. Okay, here's your sketch. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Um, wow, I just really, I guess that was just sitting up deep inside me there. I just realized I just rambled on for like half an hour about this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a funny business. It's a funny game. Um, and let me take a look here. What else is going on? Uh, for those who don't know or maybe forgot, I do make music. Uh, and you can go to the link in my bio to check out my most personal album, one of my favorite pieces of work I've ever had the pleasure of doing, um, 12 songs for 12 friends. The link, the link says, I make music too. This is my most personal album. Listen. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's see what's going on here. Oh, big steps, big steps. So, um, I mentioned back in the day about this, um, uh, producer guy who had been talking to me about some interesting opportunities. Well, you know, as it would always, as it would come to be, uh, things kind of fell through, kind of fell to the wayside with him. And that's exactly what I've said many times on the show that things like that can happen, will happen, do happen. Uh, absolutely no problem. On the, on the, on the flip side to that, on the good side to that, uh, very pleased to, um, well, can't say basically anything about it, but just that there is something else uh, in the woodworks. Um, small group of people have created, including myself, have created um, a pretty, pretty wonderful um, idea for something. Very proud of it. Um, I think now finally we know it's been drafted and redone and drafted and redone and drafted and redone and tightened and tightened and punched up and punched up. And now I think it's really good. I think there's really something there. And uh, today was the official um, send-off. The, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was the launch, you know, like sending it to um, the people in power who, have, you know, will have a say, who will be able to tell you, um, you know, if there's a chance for anything like this. Um, it's something that I think you know, will probably only really work on a streamer of some kind, but I have high hopes. So, um, yeah, cross your fingers, cross your fingers, cross your T's and dot your I's. I'll let you know when I know something, of course, when I can. Um, and I'm also waiting, I'm still waiting to hear back about this, uh, other project I did. I think I might've talked about it where, um, I mean, there was photos posted about it from his production company on Instagram. So I'm pretty sure that that I can say what all of that is because that was mentioned. But, but oh, yeah, I, I think he said I can talk about it. I just can't say the name. So that's fine. But I don't remember how much I talked about this other um, this television show uh, that was um, created by our well, one of our previous guests, actually, this guy, David Helmut. Uh, he he was obviously the 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 lead actor, showrunner, creator, director of the show Wrong, that I had the pleasure of doing the music for back on RTL Plus. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. I did the music, and uh, uh, yeah, I was really really honored because recently he came to me and um, you know, a few months ago and said, "Hey, um, you know, we did two seasons of Wrong, and then he he wanted to stop, you know, uh, do do different things." And he came to me and said, "I have an idea." Um, um, it's going to be, you know, similar, th similar style to wrong. Uh, it's going to be, 
um, I almost just said the title's like, it's going to be a show called, <laughs> uh, and it, it's like, you know, a comedy sitcom, 25 minutes, something like that. Um, and he wrote me into the show, like me as a supporting role, um, speaking English in a, in a German relationship that's going poorly. Um, he and his partner will be our neighbors. Um, and we shot like a 10 minute, you know, opening 10 minutes of it sort of thing, opening nine minutes. And yeah, uh, still waiting to hear back on what's going on with that. That's his show. It's his baby. It's same thing as wrong, except this time I'd be an actor. Um, it was a pleasure to shoot it. It was a pleasure to act. Um, it's a big, big passion of mine. Love doing it. Um, the team was nice. The, the staff was nice. Uh, the shoot was a lot of fun. And yeah, I just can't wait to ho- hopefully that. I mean, imagine at least if if at least one of those things works out. If at least one of those things works out, boy, you boy gonna be on TV, man. And I, what's funny is either way, playing a version of myself. I, I, that's what I. That's what I think is so funny is like I'm so like I just basically came to Germany and was like, well, no. First off, I'm gonna make an entire career out of mocking you in English. Ha! Huh, take that. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give myself not one but two opportunities to act on your television sets in Germany, but again as myself in English. It's like, what is going on here? That's so crazy. I don't know how I ended up in that position, but um, yeah, I'll let you guys know, obviously. That'd be such a big game changer. Like, um, I have this picture on my wall framed from one of my moments on our friend Moritz's movie that I still can't fucking talk about. And, oh God, I have such a special thing planned when I can talk about that, man. Um, So... You know, I saw that the other day and I thought about the magic of being on set and the community that, that it built. I love being on set. I love building a community with people. I love making those friends, having the, it's like being on camp. You know, you, you see these people every day, all morning, you go through tough times, you go through great times, you share coffee all the time. And it's just like, I mean, you share coffee all the time. You share everything. Um, and, you know, leaving that set, that movie set back in February was so difficult. I mean, I cried uh, like a baby. Uh, I was also moving into the new house at the same time. I felt so, I just felt so uh, empty after it was gone. It was like something, some big part of my life was just over. And uh, I felt so sad. And I missed that feeling of being on set and having, having that team around you, those sweet, kind people that are just so open and helpful all the time. It's a good uh, culture, film and TV culture. I mean, let's be honest. There's a shit ton of problems. There's a lot of things going wrong. Mm-hmm. There tends to be a couple predators now and then. And people tend to cover it up. Uh-huh. Don't get me started on the payment rates. Because them riders don't get what they deserve. And a streaming corporation stealing all the rations from everybody that they can. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. A lot of things wrong, but 
being <laughs> being on you know what I mean being on the set it's like being on it's like being at camp or something you build these relationships it's beautiful uh, and I just hope I can do that again either way if it's David's show or if it ends up being um, you know our idea then I really will be so lucky and then I'll think I'll maybe just try and revamp things in my life a bit because I mean maybe by then I mean God willing by then I can have some sort of help with all this I mean imagine if I'm doing the podcast then doing my videos still regularly then still trying to plan live shows for next year then still making merch that I sell and design (laughs) that I sell myself um and then also then learning lines and acting on a show, which in one case means I purely do that, which is a lot of work on its own. But then in the other case, doing a lot more than just that, which is even more work. Then I'm gonna need I'm gonna need myself just some, somebody like an agent or like maybe maybe by then I could even get myself just like a friend who's like really in desperate need of a very part time under the table cash job as an assistant. Like I just need somebody, man. <laughs> Um, but it's a good sign, you know. Oh, uh, good news too, by the way. Uh, by the time you hear this, I'll already have the information. Um, so my close friends and confidants will probably already know the answer to this um, prompt by the time uh, by the time you hear this. But basically, uh, my good friend Giovanni um, has become quite a successful musician it's crazy uh, let me look at his recent stream so he has a he has like an edm uh duo like electric dance rock not rock no like electric dance music um that's what edm stands for um and so it's not like totally totally my style of music but he does it well and he's like this pretty young guy in his 20s. And his, um, you know, the, the catch kind of is that his partner is this guy um, in his 60s. And uh, they have like funny videos they do together. And I mean, one of their songs has, you know, over a million streams. Another one has almost a million streams. I mean, it's just killing, like just killing. They're doing so well. And their channels and stuff have blown up. And I talked to him about it recently. I was like, man, you know, I'm so happy for you and your music um because he has he has like an agent and he's he's getting some contracts now and i was like dude i really hope i can find somebody some sort of like um entertainment agency or influencer agency who can help me uh find a balance for all this stuff i'm trying to do right now if if, if the tv stuff works out then on top of that like i said before the live shows the merch the daily videos the the brand deals like it's just um i'm happy for it but it's i'm, I'm overwhelmed you know and then my private life aside from that I just don't really have enough. I can't like I'm not capable of all this alone. And he was like, "Man, well, you know, I have a great manager. He's this sweet guy. I'll get you in touch with him." So I got in contact with his manager. Very, very sweet guy. Very kind. Very cool guy. And he was like, "Look, um, you know, I've worked in this. I've worked in the music business a long time. I know a lot of different agents because." Um, and probably a lot of people don't really know this, but um, record labels and agents and managers will buy influencers through their agencies to promote music. Like they'll have a famous influencer play um, someone's song on one of their videos, 
you know, it's normal, it's normal business. You're basically paying for advertising, but it's just a new modern way of doing it. Like instead of buying a billboard, maybe on the highway, you're buying um, like a person who does makeup tutorials to have your song playing in their video that will get like 10 million views or something. It's just a different business these days. Um, and so he's like, look, I know these people, they're good people. I'll, I'll put you into like a WhatsApp group with the, with the owner. Um, um, let's just see what they say, see what they do. They know about you already. I've talked to them. They know who you are. I was like, whoa, okay, cool. So today in about an hour and a half from this recording, I'm going to have my very first meeting with a pretty legitimate influencer agency here in Germany. Um, they have pretty big names. I would definitely be their smallest um, act. If, I'm so used to talking in like music terms. I would definitely be their smallest um, performer um, just in terms of like pure, purely numbers. Um, but I think they're pretty happy with the growth that they've seen and like the potential and the consistency and things like that. So it should be a pretty cool chat. They seem very nice. Um, and we'll see what they see what they want to do. I don't know how, what kind of percentage they want to take. I don't know. I don't know what they plan to do. I, I, like maybe they just want to find out what I need help with. And that's if they can just take some things off my shoulders and we can agree on like a percentage of, you know, certain income based on their needs and wants, then that's cool for me. Then that's then that's all gravy for me. So I will let you guys know. Um, I think that's all for me today. Oh, by the way, if you get a, a speeding ticket in Germany, pay it. Pay, pay it. Pay it. Hey, don't sit on it. Pay it. Because I messed up. I definitely messed up. Check this out. Got a speeding ticket in the mail, took a funny photo of it and put it on Instagram. And I was like, whoopsie daisy. And then I, in my mind, I was like, I've probably got like two weeks to pay this. You don't. You don't have two weeks to pay it. Um, Like a list, uh, like barely over a week, like eight days after I got this thing in the mail. Here's a little at the door and I go to the front door and there's a guy standing there at the gate and he's like hi I'm the police which is weird because he was in street clothes and I was very freaked out because I had been listening to way too much radio rental or spooked another great podcast with scary stories and uh but radio rental is all like escaping from serial killers or like people who hide out and hide under your bed or like you know haunt your house and then like also ghost stuff and spooked is like almost only ghost stuff but um i saw this guy in street clothes and he kind of like flashed flashed a badge at a distance and i was like what if that's just like a plastic like cereal box toy and you're here to rape and pillage my friend i am not in the mood for that so i <laughs> I really got scared, but then I found out that he, um, yeah, he came for me because I didn't pay my speeding ticket. And he was like, oh, you're an idiot, dude. Like, you owe 70 euros, um, you know, we're going to take your name down, we're going to take your address down, your license plate, all that stuff. Give me your driver's license, mark, marked it down. It's like a whole, a whole shebang. And uh, yeah, pay it. And I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sitting here looking at it at my desk. And now like part of me is like, okay, so he came to the house. He took my information. Obviously he's going to send me like a bill. 
and I'm going to pay it, right? Um, I don't know. I still haven't gotten anything, and I don't know if, if I'm supposed to send this old one off now because I really don't want to go to jail. Like, I don't know what to do right now. Are they going to send me something? Guys, Germans, are they going to send me something else if he came to my house for not paying the bill? Is he going to come over here? Like, is he going to send me something like an email? I mean, Germany hates doing things the easy way. He's probably not going to send me an email with, with, a, with like an EBON number to pay through my bank. Probably not. Um, but he might send me something in the post, but I haven't seen it yet. And it's been a little while since I've seen him. Is this ticket expired? Can I still pay the one that they sent me in the mail? I don't know. What's going to happen, guys? What's going to happen? Ay, ay, ay. And... Uh, yeah, so podcast recommendations, radio rental, <laughs> uh, spooked, which, um, I think you can only find it under snap judgment presents, like snap your fingers and judgment, uh, snap judgment presents spooked There's a couple of other spooked, but they're not the same thing. Great. Scary stories. Um, a lot, just like Radio Rental, a lot of things to skip around the stories, like the host's kind of annoying and there's always ads and stuff, but I just skip around. Um, and third, shout out to my friend Lindsay for the recommendation. There's a great podcast called Bodies. Uh, and it's not about piles of bodies like true crime or something. It is true crime, but it's about like the medical and the scientific communities and how companies messed up. Um, like letting things slide through the FDA that weren't totally tested on humans and how they, you know, put some like medical mesh into, you know, women's uteruses after childbirth to help with the healing. But it was like the material wasn't healthy with the tissue and it was like causing infections and the FDA didn't care. And it cost like hundreds of millions in class action lawsuits, but they still haven't changed the rule. Like really fascinating things about like how, like big pharmaceutical companies like Johnson and Johnson have just like literally mutilated people for millions of dollars and uh, the FDA didn't get in trouble for it and the FBI hasn't taken anybody to jail and it's just crazy. Like just so scary that these kinds of companies have that much power. What a weird note to end on, huh? Talked about like merch ideas, talked about stickers, talked about TV shows, talked about funny duets on TikTok. Uh, today was very businessy, I realized. Um, very businessy indeed. Um, but hey, thank you so much for listening, guys. Look, if you had fun, if you enjoyed the show, if you, um, you know, if you, uh, you know, let's also take a vote too. If you would like me to do more of these podcasts, especially these solo podcasts, if you want me to do these live, um, please feel free to, um, you know, send me a message on my Instagram at Jordan Prince. Um, the, there's also in the show notes, there's the Instagram for this podcast, artsy fartsy immigrants pod. We have a TikTok channel. Um, you know, these interviews with the guests, I have the whole video conversation recorded. Um, maybe I should also just see if you guys think I should start putting the whole episode on YouTube. It's not the highest, the world's highest quality or something, but it's really, an, it's nice chats. And I, I do occasionally have people asking me, where's the full episode? Uh, can we, can we watch it somewhere? And uh, I do forget that people do love to watch podcasts because as much as I listen to them, I don't watch them as much as I thought that I would. But I, I watch them sometimes if it's like, if Theo Vaughn has a crazy guest like Hulk Hogan, I'll be like, wow, Hulk Hogan. He's like this iconic. I have to see what he looks like nowadays. Um, but if it's just like my, fa like my favorite comedian guys chatting, I don't tend to look up if they have, um, a video episode, but they usually do. 
uh, and like, for example, I don't know. Anyway, that's just rambling. Anyway, um, yeah, merch, merch updates to come when I have more details. Um, the, I'll let you know about the TV show stuff. I'll let you know about the influencer agency. Wish me luck. You guys are the best. Follow all the channels. Subscribe. It means a lot to me. It really helps these channels grow. It helps new listeners like you find the show. Let's build this artsy-fartsy family together. I love you. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Saints are coming through And it's all over now Baby Blue Artsy Fartsy Immigrants Ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider Produziert für M94.5